guys and welcome back to Digital Artcast, another episode coming at you um, and I'm hoping that again during these trying times uh, people are staying safe and you're looking after yourself, I hope you're being productive and finding passion in whatever project you're on currently. Um, these episodes again coming out, um, trying to space them out a bit more methodically as, as the time goes on. Um, again, I said I would be making sure that these were um, a little further between uh, and this time the the previous mantra that we had where we were doing five or six episodes a month of course wasn't sustainable so now um, we are uh, trying to make them a bit more spaced out so one to two a month so um, this one uh, is probably one that I have been looking to do for a while and one specifically that um, I would enjoy because of course um, these episodes typically I get to interview people you know who are from different backgrounds or who come from areas you know where um, you know I've maybe discovered them on a certain uh, art station website or I've discovered them through a blog but uh, this particular artist I've been a fan of for a long time um, mostly because he is also a Zelda enthusiast like me but also because uh, he's just an amazing artist and uh, and his uh, art station his YouTube channel uh, everything he really touches turns to gold his stuff is just incredible um, so if you guys could uh, welcome me and introduce uh, today's guest, um, I'm going to speak today to the incredibly talented and always um, just cheerful uh, Mr. Tyler Edlin. Hey, Tyler. Thank you for having me on here. D- d- don't oversell me too, too much there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like to try and uh, pep up some of the guests we have here because... Uh, I think one of the things I've learned since I've entered the industry a couple of years ago is that um, artists are very self-deprecating. So I try to make this a time where we uh, we enjoy uh, art together, but also celebrate the fact that you've been invited on here because, you know, for me, you're a special kind of guy, uh, a special kind of artist. So Thank you very uh, much. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, just on that fact, we, I was talking about it uh, the other day with my friends, but I think one of the, the first things I've seen from you was a Zelda piece um i think actually not too long after breath of the world uh had released and uh i was just instantly you know attracted to it of course because i'm a zelda not you know i'm covering zelda tattoos and i've played zelda since i was about five but that's awesome uh, but yes yeah, so I, I think it's just a, a thing where you find this uh small collection of artists who are not only part of the industry but are also geeks for it you know like they also have a passion for the industry because they're gamers or they're you know they're movie enthusiasts or, or whatever because uh I think one of the weirdest things I found was interviewing people or talking to people in the industry who like they didn't play video games, they didn't watch movies, and I was kind of like, "How do you exist? <laughs> like, yeah. how are, how are you involved in? Why be in this industry if this isn't something you like? You know?" But um, but yeah, you seem to have a real passion for um, games, media I'm, in general. I'm definitely a gamer first and artist second. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, it's that's not an addiction. Thing, it's, it's something I have control over, a hundred percent. But I mean, I I've I've been gaming right since I was five. That's yeah. what I've always done. And then I only started doing art when I realized I got into the own world and I didn't want to work in a factory for the rest of my life. That's literally the only reason. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like the first game I got when I was five years old was the Legend of Zelda on NES. It was the the gold cartridge. Um, so like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was my first introduction. And then of course. A couple of years ago, uh, when I was 27, um, I left my job as an engineer because I was the same. Like I got to that point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something meaningful with my life. And then, of course, here I am now. But um, but yeah, I think that's, that's it's a common thing with a lot of people who have left another life behind them and, and tried to move on to something else. And 
Um, and that I think you've succeeded a hundred percent. Because I mean, I think people there's a kind of split, right? People will know you for your artwork. Yes. Then there's a lot of people also who will know you for your YouTube channel. Yeah, it's amazing how separate that kind of is sometimes. But I right. see it. I see it every week. Right. Is that more like thing? You're a gamer first, an artist second, and a YouTuber third. I don't even know. Yeah, I never even thought of it. Like, yeah, YouTube just kind of happened accidentally, I suppose. But I, it just as an example, like I posted a very old piece on Instagram this week. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do a little reposting each and every week because I don't produce that much. But it was right. a piece, I think, from 2010 or 11. And I had a YouTube right. video on it, you know, before it was something I did regularly. I just kind of threw it up. You know, it was a, right. a in this Japanese sort of red floating city and mm-hmm. people are like oh like you know they were following me on instagram and everything or, or various places but like oh that is your piece i saw that you know a decade ago and that i really like that and everything i never associated it with you it's like oh okay so that's just how it is you know yeah that's interesting as well because i think when i first came across you again like i was saying it was uh it was a zelda piece i think it was it was a trap or something like yeah. that was one of them so that was like that was my first introduction to your art and i was like oh who drew this and of course every time i see a piece and it's going to go you know i think it was actually on some zelda fan you know site or mm-hmm. or instagram page and uh which is another whole other conversation <laughs> but but yeah it led me back to your art station thank god and uh and then of course i discovered your youtube channel and your gum roads and you know uh, brush sauce and everything yeah. to do with that. and there's just there's so much so I suppose the question we usually uh, tend to put to people is like, where did this all start for you? Like, did you do the traditional method of, did you go to school? Did you study for this? Or was this something that you just, was a passion for? I did. Very, very um, kind of uninteresting traditional sort of flow, you know, where I I was working uh, back in 2007 or eight for my family our family business, my dad's business that you know, they had built, you know, two mm-hmm. or three generations in it. It was a steel shop, you know, it was a manufacturing place. They fabricated, you know, and built all kinds of, you know, machine parts, things like that. And by trade there, they're kind of blacksmiths. So they, they're, it was just like a very industrial sort of place, which I quickly learned that wasn't for me. It was just very dark, very filthy, very sooty. Not that I'm a very right. clean person, but I don't know. Somebody just <laughs> constantly getting like metal scraps of shard and sparks flung at you, like you know, scrubbing scrubbing the soot out of my arm hair every day. That got old fast. Right. It did. Yeah. So, you know, that was like always an option, I suppose. Like, oh well, if I can't figure things out, I could do that. But then, you know, I just right. rolled in you know, some art, some local art schools. They were they were expensive. Right. I'm still paying for them. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I tried it out because I didn't really know what else to do with myself. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what started it. And they were traditional art schools. So because they were local, I wasn't really going to, I don't know, I was too naive or whatever to go travel. I didn't even know about anything back then either. Like, I don't know what options there even were. Right. There might have been yeah. like, you know, the Rhode Island School of Design over here, RISD. But I mean, that that's twice as much as what I paid. And, right. you know, they're just our fundamentals and they're a name. And then, of course, yeah. there was the Art Center you know, I think maybe in, in like California somewhere, which would may have been by reputation, probably the best, but I wasn't in a, I wasn't in a position at the time to relocate across the country and then oh, go to like this very expensive art school. I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. I was just kind of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to still work, 
do all my jobs, but I'm going to go, you know, into school on the side and, and see where I can take that. So I would basically, you know, start to go to work, you know, from my father's business in the morning. I'd go to some classes in the afternoon and then I'd go to take additional courses at a local museum. You know, the, the city muse, uh, museum, the art museum there had courses they would run at night. So I did that right. uh, for a couple of years. And then that eventually uh, somewhere in there, it segued into getting uh, some work at a local uh a local uh, game company doing it was i guess the the correct term that i would call it is like they'd call it mobile games now or like i guess they're casual they're just casual games they were like right hidden picture games and puzzle based games things like that i don't even know how like they they found me though i think because i was, may have been one of like the five artists in in, in massachusetts at the time yeah. so i started i was working on with them for a good two years. So, you know, mostly it was mostly remote, even though they were local, but I'd go in the office, you know, I'd, I'd meet and talk with them. We'd, we'd do meetings. They'd have me test out, you know, various things that they were, you know, programming at the time. But I, but I did that for a while to just get some, some mileage. And uh, yeah, I had, I had fun with that. Cause I was just, I got to sit at home finally all day and I was just making their art. It was never very like amazing or anything. They, they gave me access to their stock sites, um, for, like all their photo stuff. Cause it was most, just uh, like photo manipulation stuff and then composition and lighting uh so it wasn't really much you know designing concepting or you know it was somewhere between illustrating and and just using photoshop to kind of blend all the scenes and puzzle pieces together and stuff but it, it was all right i wouldn't complain it was it, you know paid decent enough but at the same time um i think my my problem with that too is because i was getting a little bit of uh, you know, getting that in, you know, every day, you know, daily, right? Six to eight hours. I mm-hmm. was one of those people. If I wasn't that working, I was doing other things. I, I wasn't one, unfortunately, now in retrospect, to not go practice and develop my craft further after I put my, you know, work hours in. So I, you right. know, I, I was, I totally like stagnated growth wise for that period of time that I was there. I like, I didn't learn like, you know, so, so much, I got the, the job experience, but I didn't push my skills. And it really wasn't until I got laid off, you know, from there during, I think that first recession, you know, that we right. had like 2009. One of many. <laughs> yeah. That I got laid off from there and I was like back out in the workforce again, like full time. So I was just hustling. You know, I was get, I was, I was driving school buses, you know, I was doing all kinds of things. And then I was like, you know, that makes that, that position, you know, that when someone literally lights that fire underneath right. your, yourself, like that is all the motivation I needed. I, I just started, you know, drawing and, you know, a year or two later, I was just making, okay, I'm gonna make time lapses now and just throw them on YouTube occasionally. But I was actively trying at that point for the first time, you know, since the art school days, I was trying to get better. Um, yeah. And sure enough, when you actually try to get better, I feel it wasn't that hard. I, I was improving, you know, when I was constantly sticking, you know, to it. But I mean, it was a very, very slow start in those times for me. There, there was just, if I, you know, really wanted to take my craft further, the really only option, they had the concept art, you know, forums, you know, that everybody talks about. There was those. You'd love to kind of, I was more of like a lurker than those. I was way too shy to go post mm-hmm. anything on those. But it was fun to see and just get into that tight knit community there and just watch and and just kind of take it in you know that there's nothing else quite like that you know even today 
and I loved it. And then of course, like through there, you could figure, okay, that th- there's a Nomen school and they put out a very expensive line of DVDs. You know, the Fang Zoo had his, you know, Dylan Cole had his on map painting. Uh, James Klein had his on like design. They all had, I would just, I'd blow every bit of money I had on those DVDs in uh, Ryan church. You know, these guys were all working on just had come off like the star Wars prequels. Yeah. And so they had, you know, when I would see these guys digitally paint and then put together these paintings and drawings and stuff within the span of like two hours, you know, it, it, some of them were actually real time. It just, it was as mind blowing for me. And that, that's what really helped using those DVDs with the, in combination of my foundational experience, you know, that I had, from art school, yep. which was all traditional, you know, it was watercolors yep. and oils, that routine stuff. But, you know, that foundation is what I needed with, with the new material that they were putting out that I, you know, I kind of could piece everything in together, you know, in between. And it just basically slowly, slowly you know, progress my, my, my skills and, and, and how I would try to develop things, I guess, from there. I mean, it's interesting you say this when you talk about, you know, even the line you use where, when I tried to get better, I did. I think that's the thing I've found with, you know, even people who email me and I'm an absolute, you know, beginner and most of the things I do, but, you know, I'm speaking to like, you know, absolute beginner students that are always like, yeah, I mean, what websites should I use or how can I utilize ArtStation or what uh, do you think CGMA? And I'm like, honestly, just sit down and do the work. Like, yeah, it sounds crazy, you know, and it sounds so simple. It can't be true, but it really is. It comes down to that, that like, if you physically just sit it's like that meme. You ever seen that one on Facebook where it's like the guy's like, oh, I want to draw, but I don't know where to start. And the guy like physically restrains him and like puts a pencil in his hand and sits him down at the desk. And he's just like got the thumb up. I'm like, yeah, well, that, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it takes. That's what it is. These, these people today, they're, they're kind of lucky, right? Because they do have more options than, than I ever had. They have more resources at a much more affordable, you know, a much more affordable pricing than yeah. you know they've ever had but you know at, at the end of the day you, you you can't get of course distracted with social medias you can't be distracted by going on art station and just getting mm-hmm. discouraged by looking you know at all the amazing yeah. art drops you know left and right because it, it that never will go away you have to just manage yeah. it because new game comes out the ghost of tsushima drops and i'm looking at all those dudes art on there <laughs> i'm like oh my god you know i i did like a live reaction to me like the day they did the art drop i never put it on on youtube or anything but i was in my art my weekly art hangout that i right. do with the brush sauce crew monday nights in the states and i was just like all right you guys can just watch this i'm gonna click on this stuff and I'm, you can just watch my jaw drop <laughs> real time when I go. And I was, it was just mind blowing that, you know, the, the, mod, the cutting edge techniques and the, the craftsmanship that just like went into that. And it, it never stops amazing me. And it never stops. Like, like it makes me rethink my life. Like what the heck do I have to do to paint, you know, something like that. I can, I can kind of figure out some stuff here and there, but like, that is like, whoo, you know, they got like, yeah. just the way they got the highlight on that wet, branch that's also in the mud that also has a flame arrow kind of kit like like wow that's that's extremely technically <laughs> challenging that and, you know and you just no matter how they got there it's like it doesn't even matter it's just like that's just it's well thought out you know it's well crafted yeah. and it and, and and what i'm trying to get at and i guess a long-winded way is the uh, the idea or notion of like just going online and being absolutely floored by top level talent 
never goes away. And that feeling that like, okay, it kind of just pinches me, you know, up and I'm like, Oh, you know, you know, you like shrivel up. It's like, that is so good that that always will, be, you know, never has gone, never gone away from me. And it, it's something that always just perplexes me. And it, you never kind of hit the top of that, that mountain, you know, and where you're like, okay, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm going to just, I'm going to stagnate here. You know, like, you know, like, and just kind of, no, there's always, well, of course, the very young, the very young version of me kind of had a version of that. But again, I don't want to go back to those times. But yeah, I mean, it good, good art and, and good design is always something to, you know, that takes interest and certainly consumes me. Yeah, I think it's interesting as well, because, you know, when you talk about, you know, drilling over other people's work, and then... Um, even to an extent when students do that, you know, when they go in art session and, and they open the, the trending page and they're like, oh my God, and Jesus, there's, there's so much stuff and look at this and look at... But then the thing I think that I've took almost five years to come to terms with is like, my art has a particular style. I do things in a particular way and I have a very unique take on things I do. That's good for me. And that will always be my style. And the thing is that, the more you look about and try to think, well, oh, you know, I could be painting super hyper rustic stuff with 3D and yeah. using Blender and using, you know, DAS and, I mean, whatever. I think the thing that I'm trying to get is that people are always looking across the pond thinking the grass is green on the other side. Yes. Right? You look at the guys at Sony thinking, oh, my God. But then there's probably a couple of guys for Sony and me including that look at your stuff and think, Jesus, I wish I could paint like Tyler. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be the the mirror reflection. You're never going to have someone who's looking at things like, like, ah, oh, don't give a shit. You know, I think when you find your niche and you dig into that, like 100%, because um, that's then again, you're bringing the argument of like specialized versus generalized. And for me, all days of the, the week, I think that people who specialize in one particular thing and do really well at that will infinitely have more work than people who know just about everything i mean like obviously those people will also get work but then i yeah. think the people who excel are the people who are like do one thing and do it really well i don't know if you feel the same or oh i i 100 i've been talking about that all week you know because I, I put up a, a community sort of feeler on my channel last week i wanted to make a video about style i never really kind of made a separate video altogether where i gave my my thoughts on style and i, I know there's like five thousand other videos out there that they're like how to find your style you know it's always somebody well you look at this and you do they're all the same and it's all, they're all they're all right you know but like i wanted to i was i was like what do you guys think what do you guys want to hear about style and that was the number one thing that that came up people and and i think those younger inexperienced artists don't know whether mm -hmm. they should, you know, do one style or do, do multiple. I think a lot of them can see the, in, the innate sort of pro and con with that. Like, okay, I'm going to be really good at this, or I, I should make myself be highly flexible so I can do all these things to get, you know, even more clients. So I think that that's, that notion really kind of ties up a lot of, you know, uh, youngsters' minds. Because, I mean, that, that is, that's a perplexing thought when you, you really think hard about it. But I, I've always been under that opinion that, like, you know, find your thing and, it, you know, it's regardless, just just do it well. And the work mm -hmm. is always going to come to you. You won't have to cater and bend to other people's styles. They'll, they'll want, they'll want your product. They want your brand if you do mm -hmm. it well enough and, and you know, if you yeah. focus on making, you know, doing you rather than right. Looking, looking across the pond and like, okay, it's wasting all your creative energy, trying to you know, like force feed other people's yeah. techniques, other people's process. Cause you, you might find you can do it. You just, you mm -hmm. may even find out after the fact you don't even enjoy it. 
But I guess, yeah. you know, like I said, it, it is good to kind of do a little bit, you know, particularly, I guess, if you're younger, try a little bit of everything, of course, and then find, you know, find what you come back to, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's it's very important to find what you don't like. That's almost mm. as important, you know, finding the things that like you absolutely hate, like, you know, doing a character and then being like, oh, I hate characters. But then like, at least, you know, right? Like, yeah, you at least you know. Yeah, because you're like, I mean, you're you're pretty much a hundred percent, no, ninety-ish environments, right? Like that's like your bread and butter. Yeah, that's that's what I try to. That's what I try to advertise. I when I, when I do a character, it's <laughs> it's yeah. never as strong, no matter how much I try. I I, I don't ah, know yeah. what it would even if I had the discipline, right, to sit down there, or like a lot of us, to go yeah. so against what comes natural to you. Yeah, you, know, I, you could grind it out. You could grind out the fun. You could just draw every day. You could just yeah. work on expressions. You know, work mm-hmm. like it. It's, and I think that's achievable, right? It's a skill to train. It just doesn't come as easy. And I think yeah. with that, people will also gravitate to your stuff if they know you're enjoying doing it even more. Which is what you know, shameless plug. My last video was about. You could just you just have yeah. to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the process. Of course, yeah. I think it's also interesting because. For me, when I, you know, again, I, I left my job when I was 27, 28. And, you know, my first event was like, God, 2016, I think I was 30. So by that time, the people I was meeting were the same age as me, obviously. But then they had had 10 years experience in the industry. So I'm looking at their work thinking, oh, my God, I've you know, I've got so much to catch up on to. Not really realizing that it's probably going to take me 10 years <laughs> to get where they were. So I'm going to be in my 40s probably before I'm really looking at, like, you know, an established career. But... I think people just it's the it's the the generation of now, right? People just want things super fast. They want to be a yeah. concept artist of the year. They want you know, it's almost like the three minute ab stuff, you know, when people are advertising on websites like uh be an amazing painter in six months, this two month course from you know what I mean? Like it's it's getting to that level, almost infomercial. And I think it's like if you just focus on the thing you love and do a lot of it, you know, like even the stupidest thing where like last year when I got, like I, I finished university, I went for a job interview, I didn't get it. And like, I spent almost, I think a year in just self pity mode where I just didn't come out my shell and didn't want to work. And I was trying different things, but wasn't really committing. And for the first time in like three weeks ago, I sat down and I was like, right, I know I want to make stylized art. I know I want to be environment artist and I know I'm really good at 3D. Let's combine all those things and see where we land. I just published that project, which I think mm-hmm. you've seen. And then I'm not joking, like this morning, like in the AM, somebody emailed me being like, I'm working on this game project. I'm looking for stylized assets. Would you be interested? I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to come to that conclusion after years of being like, what I want to do, how am I going to you know, measure myself as an artist or how am I going to advertise my stuff? When I just focused on the thing I wanted, it came to me. So, I mean, like, it I happens think every time that way yeah. too. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the same with you, right? Yeah, that's how you've kind of yeah. Because I was I was dabbling in a bit of everything, you know, too in the in the mid, you know, like 2014, 15, 16. I was just, I mean, I was trying to better my 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 skills, but I was also trying. You know, I seen what a lot of the work was. You know, that was when everyone really started to incorporate like those really high 3D models into their workflow. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just still doing everything by hand. I had that fear, you know, that I'm lagging behind and that I'm never going to catch up. I got to, I got to do this 3D to be on that level. Yeah. And you know, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. You could, you yeah, could do your, you know, right? You could do your level, you could do your thing and maybe you can use a little bit of 3D here and there or a little bit of photo 
here and there and, and just, you know, focus, of course, I've always, cause I've just always really enjoyed the, the aspect and the process of painting. But the downside with that is that painting, it takes forever. No one, no one can yes. BS around that. And, but I used to, you know, I probably made a lot of my best pieces, you know, they were like 40 hour plus paintings. And of course, nowadays it's just, it's harder and harder to find that sort of time. And then it's even harder to find, um, you know, really, really good clients that are willing to even pay that. A lot of them will honestly will just, you know, settle for something much quicker, which is fine, but it's, it's nothing that's going to get me more work. Cause I'm not going to put up this painting. I kind of had just did. And it, it's like, I know right. it, I know it's only like half my capacity. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm trying to now learn a little bit more of these, these modern kind of tricks to help yeah. beat up. Uh, workflow to you know get iterations quicker to get ide- ideation stuff and and I'm then I want to try to uh, apply that of course back to the painting but yeah it's 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 always like you're always learning something and you're trying to I'm not saying reinvent myself but like I know I'm, I'm at a point where it's like I, I can do this well it, it can do this but now it's it's I guess trying to tighten up the workflow and and just maximize the overall efficiency of things yeah, of course, because I think people people too early get stuck on the speed thing. Like they get so engrossed in like how long did that take you? What brush mm-hmm. did you use? You know the questions you hear over and over and over. over. And I remember, yeah, like and I remember I was watching a, a it was a it was a ZBrush summit. I think it was like twenty eighteen or something. I think it was the year Scott Eaton was there, and he was like talking to one of the guys in the podcast, and he was saying like one of the most he was like what are the most kind of redundant questions you get asked, or is there one in particular? And he was like how long did that take you? He's like, because especially when you ask that to a professional, you're never going to get an answer that's relevant to you, right? Because if it took me, took me four hours, it's not going to take you four hours. It's going to take you 40 hours maybe, or, you know, however long, but then asking that question is, is redundant because the answer you get isn't really going to work for you. So it's the same way. Like when people see stuff like blender, when they see all these programs, it's almost, they're kind of thinking, Oh, great. Now I can do this painting in an hour. Now I can do it in 30 minutes you know yourself and I know that speed is something that comes with just iteration. We're doing it more and more, but then of course that shouldn't be your first concern is. Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be you. You shouldn't be consuming or even considering during the art of making mm-hmm. thing. You just be focusing on that creativity, mm-hmm. you know, that creative side, mm-hmm. not yeah. like, Hey, am I doing this fast enough? Yeah. I mean, cause well, speed, I think especially is, is something that's particular to production. Mm. So, if you're talking about you're going to go work in, I don't know, Lucasfilm or ILM or something like that, then of course, they guys need to be pumping stuff out at quite a fast rate because movie production, as we know, is like yeah, it's 10 times the speed of everything else. It's, it's insane. They needed it yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Yeah, but this is why also, why a lot of these production studios, you know, struggle sometimes with work or things are messed or, you know, because everything is such a rush. But then there's game studios who take, you know, five years on a project, you know, no six months. So, um, but then even then, those guys look for speed, but no speed in an essence where you're turning over stuff in a day, you know, maybe a couple of weeks. But Anything um, worthwhile takes time. Is, is what yeah, of course. Down to. And I, yeah. that's what I've always tried to wear, you know, on my sleeves. It's like even even if I have fun doing like those, like you see it all online, I'm sure a lot too. Like people just yeah. spitting out like daily daily uh, paintings and stuff. And I think that that's all in fine. And it, it, depending on what your intent is, but if you're, if yeah. you're trying to build like a, a name for yourself, or you're trying to build a brand or, or something to really market yourself. Yeah. I don't think that is the best way to do it. Cause there's only so much you're going to accomplish on a daily. It's always going to look 
or have the depth of a daily. But if you see a pro artist doing that and they're just kind of either experimenting with brushwork, maybe they're trying out a new technique or brush and they're, you know, spitting things out. I think that's fine for them because they've already been established. They already have their brand and they're just kind of warming up or exercising. I, I think it's just a very different intention than you see someone that's, you know, trying to get work and also doing, doing that. You have to really separate the two, I think the two gears, you know, the high and the low you you got, it's good to do the, the quick, the quick stuff, but you should also be working on you know, the back burn, you should have a bigger project like you were working on with your 3D that, you know, you just yeah. took your time, you did it piece by piece. And, you know, after two or three weeks, whatever it was, right, you had something that really showed, you know, a deeper level of craftsmanship that someone cannot yeah. usually just spit out in an afternoon. Yeah, 100%. I think it was also the fact that if you now look at the thing I'd done over a couple of weeks and then measure that with the rest of the stuff in my portfolio that I'd done in like, you know, a weekend or a day, you just, automatically just see the difference the quality level of something you know mm-hmm. that took that much time and i think that's you know like when we're talking about you know because this um i just found out there's this thing in october that uh uh was a polygon i think he does it's called sculptober where you try and do a sculpt you know via a prompt every day and i thought oh, that'd be quite interesting but then i think with a lot of this stuff if you're doing it daily stuff like that shouldn't live in your portfolio right that's something like instagram facebook some kind of you know whatever you can do those things but then you have to understand this isn't a portfolio piece this isn't something that's going to sit in my portfolio and be like this is why you should hire me that's something that's like you say like an exercise a warm-up um flexing a creative muscle because i think with the prompts thing it's probably making you utilize that part of your brain where you have to come up with ideas for iteration so that in a sense is a great thing to do but then yeah the things you probably have as a result at the end of that day is not going to be something that you're going to post in your art station. Yeah. Or again, if you do, maybe even the fact, I know people have these separate sections that are like sketches, right? So it's, this is just something that's quick, it's loose, it isn't really part of my main thing. Um, but then it's, it's it's the same with uh, with the the event that comes with October as well and a lot of these different things. It's, it's, uh, it's more like a community participation, right? It's something you do typically just to get involved in a community or get yeah. noticed. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's never a bad thing, right? To to get your name, you know, in a, in a group of people, and I think doing that stuff is absolutely, you know, amazing, you know, for that that type of thing. Because like again, you can make the best work, you know, uh, work, you know, in the universe, but if if nobody does know you exist. It, you know, it's going to go ultimately unnoticed. And I'm sure you've, I've seen on, on art station all the time. I'll, I'll see the occasional, like they're usually some kind of, I think Chinese or, or some kind of very distant artist that they just have like five pieces posted. They'll be like, every one of them will be freaking stunners. They'll be amazing. But, you know, because it's probably because they're not in the various, you know, circuits, social circles, or on various platforms, like that art just kind of just sits in this art station vault. (laughs) Like you might stumble upon if you do the right search or click the right thing. But yeah, that's why I think the biggest thing with, you know, coming up and, and balancing all of this is, I think a lot of us are told you should just focus on the technical, but I think if you're ultimately planning on going any kind of freelance or supporting yourself, you know, as an independent artist, you have to spend at least probably like doing the dailies and things, whatever, just making sure people know you exist, you know, the marketing side and, and just participation because that's really half, like they say in school, well, participation is half your grade. That That's really, that's really true. And, and, in the art world too because you could yeah. just need to know about you 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's an interesting subject even in itself that you could probably spend an entire hour talking about, but like, you know, with social media in general, how do you kind of approach that? Do you see all your channels as just avenues that connect to like you as a business as one, or do you use them, you know, does Instagram have its own space for you in your head as, as opposed to Facebook or does ArtStation or DV, you know, how do you see, do you see them as one collective as a promotion tool or do you kind of use them individually for different things? Yeah, I, both, all, both, okay. both cases, right? Because obviously we know a lot of people know Instagram something you can definitely spit something out on, you know, it doesn't really have to be done. The community loves looking at work in progresses. Uh, so yeah, I, I'll put things on there. I'll, I'll put even my own students work on there. I think it's a great platform just to get yeah. names out, just to, just to show art, right? It's all about pictures. There's never any drama on Instagram. It's, it's absolutely fantastic for that. Uh, you just, just posting work and enjoying work. And so I do that every, every chance I get. And then YouTube's I, I, I think of it, my, that's about delivering messages. You know, that is about, you know, kind of creating a dialogue, you know, more so about, you know, what you're interested in and, and what I want to talk about, or if I want to show something, I think it's, it's great for that. And then, you know, ArtStation is the, that platform. You, you, that's where you put your, your, Oh, you know, I just, I finished a piece. Now I can, I could stick this there. So then, you know, that can, that can take the finished stuff, the polished stuff really well. Uh, and then you, you link them all, you know, together. So you, you always, you, you I see some people have this one, like it's like a, a idle web page that just has their name with like, okay, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, like it's just all one thing. But that that's, I think that's one way to do it. But I think just keeping people should be able to type in your name or something on Google very easily. And, and you, your stuff should be found. I, I see too many times in various art discords, people are always using aliases. They're using random funky names, but it's like, you know, what, what does that show? Like you, you got to, I go a step further. I try to put my face with my name on everything, you know? Cause like, I think, right. cause that's happened on when I've gone to a convention, people just, they'll recognize me visually and like, Hey, you know, they'll yell at me or something. And it, but that, I think that's an important <laughs> part of it. Cause yeah. people, like I said, people need to know who you are. And if you just like some, you know, no face behind a weird alias that, you know, yeah. yeah you know, kitten diver whatever the heck you want to be soul soul seeker you know whatever it is going to be yeah, yeah. no one no one can is really going to treat that professionally no one's going to take that seriously and you know it's it's just kind of like okay you're that mm. you know you gotta start with a good foundation you know yeah i think it, I, I was going to say i think it, it probably just pertains to how you want to be seen in the world because if you're not going to be part of the industry per se and the fact that you're not going to want to be involved in like concept art or working and stuff, then maybe that would be a thing where you can have an alias. Cause I know a lot of guys who work like specifically in comics or, you know, on deviant art, they guys can have aliases because they didn't really need to be known in a particular way. But with us, I think especially even with you, because you're a personality also in YouTube and YouTube is almost where you do most of your work. You kind of have to have that association with your name brand because like people wouldn't really want to know who you were, you know, because, People, especially in YouTube, and I think a lot of people don't really get this in Twitch and YouTube and all those kind of media outlets, is that people fall in love not with your channel, but with you, with your personality. Like, that's what they come to the channel for. That's why they buy your packs. That's why they learn specifically from you, because they sometimes see themselves in you or they see things that you do that they want to do or emulate. So I think, like, for you, your brand has to be associated with your face because you're selling that constantly, right? Whereas... Mm. 
the guy who like works in I'm just picking a name out of hat here, but who works in Ed Software, making stuff for Doom, doesn't have an art station, doesn't have any kind of social media, just goes and does his job, goes home at the end of the day. He doesn't need to have that social, you know, yeah, you're right. because so I, I think it's just particular on where you want to land in the industry, right? And for you and me particularly, like I know I started the podcast because it was a means of getting noticed, getting seen at events, people knew who I was. And of course, I get to talk to people at your level when I'm obviously at the start, but then I'm almost on equal grounds in that sense that we're both artists, we're both passionate, we both love the industry. So, you know, for me, that was my niche. And I always say that when I've done talks at universities, I'm like, you have to find your niche or you have to find something that makes you stand out. And it sounds so vast because folk are like, how the fuck did I figure that out? But for me, like, it was the podcast. So, you know, was that something you found with YouTube? You had your niche there as well. Yeah, I never, I never thought of it in in that that particular way though. I it, originally it was just like, I don't know. I, hey, I made a painting. This is this is how I did it. And now it it it, it started to turn into like, I produce the type of content I would want to see. Uh, I think there the most there's there's been a huge surgence this particular year. Um, everyone that's doing character based art, you know, that paints those, those pretty Pinterest girls. And that talks a lot about, you know, like there's just a lot of them. There's a lot of YouTube channels that have like skyrocketed this year. And, and, and that's fine. I I love, they're all genuine, talented creators and stuff, but I've noticed (laughs) mine was lagging behind because I'm just like, maybe I have a particular taste or something. Cause like, I want to get, I want to get a little bit of art facts. I want to see a little bit of, behind the scenes like i like to know if i'm looking at a piece i it's not just you know the bro what brush are you using it's like okay how or why did you create this you know what were you thinking at the time what inspired you so i i I think of i I try to think of my channel as more of like a behind the scenes featurette where it's like okay i just finished this image here's what i thought about it this is what i struggled with this is what i want to do better next time Cause like, that's what I would love to see from any level, you know, kind of artists, you know, work on, I would, but not a lot of people have, or have used YouTube as a platform to, to kind of, you know, embraced it in that way. Um, a lot of them are, are more like opinion pieces with a, a time-lapse, you know, of their work and stuff. Um, which is good. I, I haven't dabbled in, into too much of that. I don't think I, probably because i don't have much to say on a lot of i don't get into hot topics and things like that i don't know i just i try to avoid drama and i know it you know if i was just focused on channel growth i would have to you know kind of get in there you know like right like that ethan becker guy you made that one channel with the jake parker story thing that was like it oh, was like half a million views in three days <laughs> you know like people love a personality and they love when you match a personality with an opinion on a you know a trip yeah. current subject but i i'm you know i'm analyzing my stuff at that I'm like okay i i can have what i what i like but i'm trying i i've realized to particularly talking with the people in uh, the brush sauce discord every week that they notice like there's a, a large different side of me when I'm, you know, at the end of the night and I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've hung up the collar and I'm just kind of casually hanging out, cutting loose. That it's a very different side of me that never really happens on the channel. And I think part of me takes, takes that part of it too seriously sometimes. So I'll just, you know, I'll tighten up and I'll just want to deliver the facts, say what I'm going to say. So I, I'm actively aware that I'm trying to get, you know, a little bit more fun, you know, a little bit of me anyway, into the channel. 
because uh, right. I, I think that could ultimately help that without me having to go into like, all right, I'm going to do a, a fluff piece on this hot topic this week, you know, which, which oh God, which sex offenders coming out this week, you know, like <laughs> well, it's left and right. It's left and right this year. It's insane. But like, that's, yeah, the, that, unfortunately, that's what gets the views and stuff. But yeah, I got to, got to, I'm going to try working on a piece talking about style, you know, show a little bit of a demo, give a little, you know, and, and maybe have a little fun along the way. I mean, yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying because there was even a whole topic on people when they were like, you know, when Chadwick uh, Boseman died or passed recently, mm-hmm. um, there was a whole slew of artwork based around him and people had this mixed reaction where it was like, some people were like, oh, that's great that you've done that. You know, it's a real tribute to him. But at the same time, are you kind of profiting off his death? Like, you know, it, that's what you say when you talk about drama is like, yes. how can you... How can you sometimes measure that stuff where you're like, okay, I want to pay tribute to this guy and make something really awesome, but then how do I pose that in a way that I'm not like taking the piss, like I'm like I'm trying to make money off of this, and I think that's also a difficult thing to see in the drama. I mean, Ethan is a prime example. I fucking love Ethan; he's so funny. But like, <laughs> I remember when when he done the video about uh, uh, I forget the girl's name, uh, something Chan, but she left Disney because she didn't feel appreciated at her job and stuff like that. And like within the first three seconds of the video open, he's got like the butcher knife with a mic on it and the glasses. And he's like, don't you ever work at Disney? Don't you ever work at Disney? <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. But like, you know, that's what he's probably feeding to an audience that is exactly the people he wants to talk to. Mm. Whereas like, I think your channel, you're never going to be that even back. I know that I'm saying you couldn't, but like, I, that's not your speed. That's not yeah. what you're trying to do what you have carved out for yourself is it's like we talked before right your style that's almost like a style thing right like what you have on brush off now what you've done in cgma and loads of other places is like that people know you for what you do and they come to you for a particular style or teaching method or, or flexibility or whatever but um i think you have to have that definitely to carve yourself out a niche on, on any online platform but i think you've definitely found one where it's like you can be in that realm and no deal in drama and have those like um uh oh, um I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He's a he's a uh Magic the Gathering artist. He's been one for years. He's got a really good uh YouTube channel, really good Discord. Uh shit, I forgot his name. Uh American guy. I, I, by... I know who you're talking about, but I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I've sworn maybe uh, maybe in some communities we should get that name, you know, under the rug is, for the best. Is there is what? Noah. Yeah, it's, it's Swatches. Swatches is his um, his, his YouTube channel. Uh, oh, is it Swatches Clint. Or? Clint, you're. I, I thought we were. Yeah, yeah, Clint. That's that's, great. Great. that's yeah, Clint, Clint. Clearly, I think I think yes. his name is or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So like he he he's existed, I think, for a long time without that that yeah. drama shield as well. I think he he definitely has his niche again, and and you know, very similar to you, has a really active community and people he wants to talk to. His community is, is really fantastic. I've, I've interacted with a lot of them and they're all so nice. And his moderator reached out to me like, Hey, I love moderating it. Let me know if you ever needed another one. And they're, they're, they're a very welcoming, uh, you know, crowd and, and, and Clint's a nice guy himself. But I think that's also reflective of just the person he is, and that is the type of people he's attractive to, you know. And like, and when you if you find that like he's a really nice guy, then of course the people in his community are going to be super nice as well. And that's what I think I found with every community is when you dive into a different Discord, excuse me. I think you find the people there are a reflection of the people that they admire. Like you know, your community would probably be very similar to your mentality or your speed. 
And um, and it's weird as well, I think, that Discord is a whole thing now. I can remember years ago just discovering that app because it was a free alternative to Team Chat when I played yeah. games. And now it's like, it's you know, it has its, you know, people are doing, but it's like, it's almost an alternative for Slack. It's for some people, like they're using it for business, emails and conferences. And, yes. Um, and I think that's, again, with the social channels, it's like when you build, you know, when your brand specifically is social, you almost have to juggle that stuff on the daily is that like overwhelming at any point or I, yeah, I'm overwhelmed by everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm getting like, I keep so many loose you know, bits of paper, which is lists. I have like, my mind just like holds less and less knowledge. And I have, it seems like these days yeah. less and less time to really sort it. I've just got shelves of papers with lists all around me. Okay. This is a YouTube idea. This is how I want to structure this idea over here. Oh, <laughs> this is the account information I need to do to call my boiler guy. Cause that thing's too loud. Uh, you know, like, Oh God, I, I it, it trickles like all over my family life too. It's like, I am just like a walking head case. Cause it, it's, it's hard for like, you know, I want to talk about flow state for a second. You're just sitting down, getting into the vibe with your art, and just like creating stuff, right? That's when you do the best stuff. I have like not been able to get into like a real good solid flow state in ages because of just where my family structure is at right now. Because you always got a dark, a, a dog barking, a kid screaming, a, you know, someone. And you've just had a, you just had a, yeah, a young. Yeah, you just turned eight weeks old oh, wow. at the end of this week, actually. So. You know, not sleeping at night, so I can't work at night, and it, it's yeah. it's this is nothing that's going to be permanent. But like, whoo, yeah, I don't know what I, I used know. to do with myself when I was, you know, like when I didn't have all this on my plate because, like, I yeah. honestly wasn't any more productive. That is the scary thing. I have admitted, oh, like, what the heck was I doing? You know, yeah. Like, I mean, you see it yourself when, like, we were talking earlier on. You know, we were kind of setting this up that when you had the little one, you were saying like, yeah, like I, I try to structure my days so that. You know, in the ninety-five, I have my work's done then because I know after that I have to look after the kids or have to yeah. feed them or bath them. So, I mean, yeah, I think with almost uh, it's, I think that's one of the hardest things I'll ever face as a human being is trying to be a father as well as an artist because I feel like this industry specifically is that you have to dedicate so much time to make a name for yourself and especially at your game where you know you're an online presence. That's something you always have to keep in check. Do you feel like that's a constant balance and act it must be yeah right. it, it's a constant every day is a hustle um right, right it's the, the the worst part is that that i've seen is like i can never a hundred percent commit my mind to what i'm doing at hand so if i'm upstairs like most afternoons i'll spend i'll spend literally most of the afternoon from like you know noon you know at 12 till they go to bed you know like at six or so that is all family time. Like I gotta, I help help my wife. We do it with the kids. We take them out, and but while I'm doing that, I'm you know I'm getting I'm getting my Skype messages from my students, or I'm you know checking Instagram occasionally to see what's coming through there. Like my mind can never be a hundred percent, and I'm working on this. I just haven't found the the best way I need to do it. Well, yeah. I'm struggling, but you're right. My my mind is doing something else when I'm actively doing this, or when I'm working. I'm thinking about what's going on, you know, over there. I have to be doing this. So it's like if I could shut my own mind up, you know, once in a while and just focus, uh, that would be an amazing thing. But I'm, I'm, you know, since I'm new to being a father and I'm a lot of this is new, I'm, I'm still really sorting out, you know, at least in my own head, a lot of how to balance that because it, it is yeah. it is not easy for me anyways i, I know there's some other yeah. people out there do it very well like you would never even know they were uh they were like fathers and stuff but it's like 
yeah, I, I'm stuck at home and they're all home all day. And it's like nothing, yeah. nothing gets home. Like, not, like well, yeah. nothing gets done. You know, my father could leave for work when he was, you know, younger, and we, yeah, okay, I would see him at night. And he'd, he'd, I'm, I'm going, to, I'm going to stop you there, Tyler, because your your voice is you're getting almost robotic at this point. I don't know if your your internet's tanking or like something's oh, like something, passing yeah, out. Yeah, something tanked. Yeah, you're like right? fading into existence. Because <laughs> I haven't moved. Is it is it all right? Oh no, it's dying. It's dying again. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, like we're, we're nearly at the hour thing, so I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely try and. Yeah, any up, anything but, um, any any closing thoughts or, or topics you want to you want to go over i was just going to say just uh if you want i mean i don't know if you'll be able to do it now because i don't know if the internet's going to tank because you're all you're, you're kind of flashing at this point so i don't know if like your internet's about to die but um if you could just plug like all your social media stuff and anything you've got upcoming and everything you want the guys to know about then we could probably just wrap it up all right well thank you uh i got a new i'm gonna working on a new youtube this week on style, right? We're gonna have a nice painting demo with that continued from last week's, which was on, um, what the heck was it on? It was all do, creating art and being happy, happier about it. Uh, and again, there's there's ways all, if you're a student artist and you wanna learn, I offer different services at every price range. At the cheapest, you can get in uh, you know, on Patreon and get over 60 lessons now for just $7 a month. And then of course there's classes and um, you know gum roads, which are individualized lessons, and yeah, that's that. I, I'm working on a lot. Great, and then uh, thanks to Tyler again for coming on. Thanks to you guys for checking out the episode. Um, again, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on all the different podcast channels. And if you have any questions for Tyler, make sure you leave them below. I'm sure we'll get back to them. And of course, I'll link all of his description, um, socials, and everything else below so you can get in touch with him if you want to. Uh, and again, thanks again for Tyler coming on and giving up his time. It was really awesome to talk to him. Um, I'm sure we'll try and get him back on at one point. And again, thanks to you guys for listening. If you made it this far, um, check out other channels or other interviews I've done. And uh, I'll speak to you guys later. Bye. Gordon, thanks for having me. I sincerely appreciate that. It was uh, great chatting with you. Uh, you're going to have to come on my channel now. And we'll have to find a topic to talk about. You guys can find me on Instagram, Facebook, ArtStation. I'm everywhere. And my goal with doing a lot of things was to make... My goal with all of this was to make art education affordable on any budget. So I have patrons, I have YouTube for free, I have everything in between. I have classes that I run, you know, at CGMA, as well as individualized lessons over on Cube Brush or Gumroad. So if you if you want to, you know, just learn on an affordable budget, hit me up, send me a message. I'll help you out. Take care.